That's the fan. Yeah. It's on the wrong speed. You know, we have freedom to praise, don't we? We have freedom to worship. Freedom. You taste the freedom? One person, okay. Need to pray for spiritual discernment in Jesus' name. <laughs> hey, just a couple of quick announcements before the kids um, kids go out. The kids are going out today. Bonnie, I think, has got the younger ones over there in the room as usual. And you've got the older ones. Danette. Danette Abel, come on down. That's awesome. Great. Um, next Sunday is Anzac Day, but we will still be here. We're still worshipping Jesus. And Ollie, who's given his life to Jesus. Here somewhere. Oh, there he is. Hey, buddy. He's getting baptised next Sunday. So next Sunday, what an awesome day. We come together and celebrate Jesus and, and stuff. Then we can head down about 2.30 down to our spot down at the causeway down off Kelly's Beach. And then we're back here for 5 o'clock for open worship night. Woo! So that's a good day. So um, don't forget to invite a friend because we want to see more and more brothers and sisters in Christ come together to worship Jesus. Amen. So there's hardly any church in the city left. I think there's the Baptist and there's not too much else that actually have an evening service. Any, everyone else, basically, there is no reason why we can't gather together to worship Jesus on a Sunday night. Amen. So invite a friend. It's not sheep stealing. It's not whatever. We're not, we're not, we're just we're not about that. Banners come down. We are here to worship Jesus. Amen. So why not invite someone for next um, Saturday night? Sunday night. Sorry, I was reading my script and I was just... I'll be here alone. No, I'm not, I'm not alone. God is with me. Um, there were some flyers on the front table this morning. They, there was one for every family. I hope you got one. If you didn't get one, you need to grab one. Gary Barwick's got them right there in his hot little hand. They are for the 1st and 2nd of May. Okay, so that is when we're having Wes and uh, Jen Jessup here. We need to know, please do not leave this building today if you intend to come to either the men's breakfast or the women's breakfast or there's two workshops that are taking place. Please do not leave this building today without circling that, the flyer and giving it back to us because by next Sunday we need to know full numbers but in case you're not here next Sunday or something happens, we need to know numbers today. Okay, there is a men's breakfast and a women's breakfast. The women's breakfast has been booked into the rowers, I think. That's where we're going to be heading for the women. And the men may shift yet, depending on numbers as well. So we need to know numbers. It's going to be a great weekend. So please, there's a Saturday, after, uh, Saturday afternoon workshop um, with uh, Jen, where she's talking about um, basically just living for Jesus in your ordinary everyday life and the encounters, the God encounters that you have and, and that you are 
become the, the encounter for other people. And then on the Sunday afternoon, there'll be some worship and ministry time and stuff as well. Um, Tuesday night, we've got, you know, those that want to grow in God, we've got another gathering at the Hub on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. Um, that would be good. Um, someone told, told me it was Kevin's birthday today. It's your birthday today, Kev. Happy birthday, Kev. You're here. John Kelly is home. He's had some, had some stents, uh, five, five stents put in. Oh, six. Seven. Seven. Seven, Jenny? Seven. Wow. Okay, seven. Um, so he's resting and recuperating at home. So we're thankful for that. Continue to uplift him in, in uh, prayer. Uh, that is a miracle. That is, wow, seven. That's a miracle in itself. Yeah, yeah. Seven is a good number. Yeah, it's true, but still. Um, so pray for him and, and Jenny. Um, reach out to them, but don't all bombard them on the same, <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> if you know what I mean. He's resting. Um, keep praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, there's been a lot of different kinds of sickness around, different kinds of stuff happening. So it just reminds us that we need to pray for one another. Amen. Keep praying for one another. Um, and that's about... Uh, I'll sort that, we'll sort that out. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, in terms of the breakfast, we just have to play it by ear, but we're trying to keep the breakfast to $12 or under, I reckon. But it means we have to subsidise it a little bit. So we'll work that out, but that's where about we're heading. Yeah. But we think for a, for a full breakfast, um, like at the rowers, they've got continental and a cooked breakfast. You've got the whole kit and caboodle and a morning there. I think that's not too bad. So, okay, someone just said that's good. So that's okay. I've got, I've got thumbs up. So it'll be good. Okay, but please, yeah, please fill out those forms. Okay, kids, you can go out. That'll be awesome. And we're going to see what Holy Spirit's going to do. You're going out too, Liz. Wow. Okay, the kids can go out. All, all the adults have gone. Kids, you can go. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? The adults stay out there, the kids stay in. Hey, but oh, careful, bud. He's growing up, isn't he? Yeah, he's growing up. <laughs> Okay, let's see what's going to happen. Jesus, we just thank you that you are Lord and you are King. We thank you for your Holy Spirit at work in us. Oh, and through us and amongst us. Lord, we don't want to just sing those songs. We want them to be our hearts cry. We want them to be 
the outworking of our life and faith. So we surrender everything to you today and we even surrender this time right now. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here to speak. You are here to heal. You are here to minister. You are here to raise up. You are here to make us more like Jesus. Amen? Hey, I was thinking this morning when I got that second, uh, second message, I said, Lord, just give me one verse of Scripture. That's what we just need, just, just one verse of Scripture. And then we'll see what else happens. And he gave me a verse out of 1 Chronicles. We're going to read the genealogy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the genealogy is important. Amen? From Adam all the way through, we trace the genealogy. Anyway, he gave me a verse from 1 Chronicles chapter 12, and he says this. From the tribe of Issachar, who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. That the sons of Issachar, so David's, David's army, it was in the passage of David's army which was being assembled. And if you read through the different tribes, the Judahites, they were armed, troop bearers, shields and spears. Simeonites, they were valiant warriors, it just keeps going on. Others were young men, um, others were famous men. Uh, the tribe of Manasseh had come to make David king. You know, it just keeps going on of the way that they were uh, equipped for different parts of the battle. But from the sons of Issachar, they knew the times and they knew what to do. And I don't know about you, but I, I think that the church, some often, you know, we, we can say stuff and we can do stuff and we, and we can run all types of programs. But in the end, do we, do we really know the times and the seasons? And then, and then the second part is, do we know what to do? Because there's two parts to that. One, to know the times and the seasons. And secondly, then to know what to do with those times and seasons. And I wonder if you realise what the times and seasons that we're in and what God is calling us to do. Does anyone have... You know, anyone hearing from God in that way? Because God wants us to hear from Him in that way. Because we have His Spirit. You know, it says, you know, like we read that verse in Scripture and people quote the first part. And people often quote the first part without quoting the second part. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, minds have not conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. And they leave it there. But there's a but. God reveals it to us by His Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit and God is wanting to reveal things to us. And we need to know the times and the seasons and we need to know what to do with those times and seasons. You know, Friday night prayer was a great time of prayer. There was two themes though. That, that, there were two themes that were running through Friday night prayer. And the first, if I can put it this way, was kind of like this. If the enemy can't take you out, he'll try to wear you out. If he can't take you out through something, if you go, no, I'm standing firm in Jesus, he'll start to wear you out. Yeah? And we, were, and we found ourselves Friday night speaking hope. We found ourselves speaking refreshment and, and joy into the hearts of people. Not necessarily the people that were there, but the people of God in this city. Amen? 
Hope, hope, hope. And then people had verses of Scripture that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and they will be raised up on eagles' wings and they will run and not grow weary and they will not walk and not be faint. So there's something about hope. So does that speak to you that you need hope? You feel like the enemy's trying to wear you out through circumstances of life and stuff. Call upon that hope, that hope. You know, Jesus, Jesus went to battle against the enemy by saying, It is written. You need to use the Word of God. You need to know the Word of God and you need to use the Word of God and you need to declare it over your life. It is written. So when the enemy comes at you in some form, you need to go back and go, no, no, it is written. One of the verses that God has had me declaring over my life and my family at the moment, it is written, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper and every evil tongue that is spoken against me will be refuted and turned back because that is my inheritance in Christ. It is written. People are anemic because they don't have enough iron in them. You've got to get the Word of God into you. It is written. We're going to stop living by feelings. We're going to stop living by thoughts. So that was one area that God was speaking on Friday night. And the other area was about choice. And about change. Did you know that you have the power to make the choice? Jim was going to speak, and I'm not going to speak too much into that. He was going to speak about his journey, about understanding forgiveness and about understanding how to forgive. And the practical outworking of what does it actually mean and how do I actually forgive somebody will be saved for another date. But it's a choice, isn't it? You can choose to see someone. I'm just looking at Arnie. I don't hold anything against your brother at all. You see Arnie walking down the street and you turn your head. And straight away, you should know that you've got an issue with that person. And before God, you should go, I need to make this right. I've seen that time and time again. Stuff that needs to be made right. But it's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice. Everything's a choice. You know, we can, I just really feel, as we were praying there on Friday night, that so much foundation in prayer has been built. Now you have to make a choice. Because you are the answer. Neil was running a workshop yesterday. You can make a choice. You are the answer. You are the answer that your next door neighbour might need. You are the answer the person down the road may need. You are the answer to the person who's, who's, who's in Hinkler today. You, you are the answer, you, but you have to make a choice. See, somewhere along the line, we have to not just keep praying, but then we actually have to say, you know what? We actually believe God is actually making a way for us, and we need to actually step into that. Amen? Hands up here who's, this morning who's given their life to Jesus. about everybody. If you haven't, then today is a great day to give your life to Jesus. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Good to, good to make a choice today. You are sons and daughters of the King. You have received, as Georgie has reminded us, you, you, you have received His Spirit. And yet, so often we let other stuff get in the way. 
don't we? Last week, was it last week? It was about fear. We let fear stop us. Why does fear stop you? Why does fear stop you from sharing your faith? Why does fear stop you from going, oh, I've got a word and I need to bring that word out? Why does fear stop you from coming out and just going, I just want to worship Jesus. I don't care how silly I look before people. I just want to worship him. Why does fear stop you? Because fear is actually powerless unless you give it power. Jesus has broken every chain. Do we actually understand that? He's actually broken every chain, but we actually can, but we tend to give it power again because we actually seem to focus on it. But the fact that Jesus has broken the chains for you so, so that you can be free. You can be free to be all that he's called you to be. Empowered by his spirit, a son and daughter, filled with the, what, where is he? Ivan had today the treasure chest. You have a treasure chest that is filled and overflowing with provision of God for you. But you've got to make a choice. And the choice is this. Do I just keep doing what I've always done or do I actually start to make change? Is that a good decision? But doesn't it hit you in the face? Do I just keep living life the way that I keep living? Or do I actually make a change? You know, if I said to people this morning, do you want to grow? Hands up who wants to grow in Christ. Hands up who wants to grow. Hands up who wants to even like be all that he's called you to be. See, most people have got their hands up. But you know what? We can't just wish that. Oh, I'm just going to grow. It's like if you want to get fit, ask Sal, because I always see her posts on Facebook. If you want to get fit, you can't just look at the gym and go, gee, that gym's nice. (laughs) You've actually got to get in there. So what are you doing to grow? You know? Sometimes I have my little Tim frustrations. Is it all right if Tim gets frustrated every now and then? You know, we have like 170 people without, well, actually more if you include all the kids. 170 people in Restoration Centre and we had five people turn up to Impact last week. And I go, that's an interesting ratio. Uh, that, one, that one was on the Wednesday night. I'm just using an example. You know, that doesn't mean you all have to come to Impact. I mean, you can if you want to. It's fine. The more, the merrier. But you know, are you, are you in the Word? Are you in prayer? Are you seeking the Lord? Are you worshipping Him? Are you part of a home group? Are you going to some discipleship thing? Are you, are you putting yourselves in, in positions that actually cause you to grow? Or do you just go home and just live life? That's a decision. We can say, I want to grow, but in the end, you know what? I actually, actually, have to, actually have to do something to help me to grow. With, there's a power of a choice. I suppose that's what I am keep getting back to. Whether it's forgiveness or whether it's that, there's power of a choice. You know, we are blessed with so many people that have a heart to see you grow in Christ in this fellowship. It's unbelievable. You know, grab a mentor. Grab someone that you say, I want you to speak into my life. I want you to invest in me because there's something in your life that I need and I just want to be built up and strengthened and encouraged. Grab a mentor. Grab someone. Do something. Do we understand the times and the seasons? I hope we do. I hope we understand that actually God is kind of waiting for us. We're not actually waiting for God. 
That's where I really feel we're at. He's actually waiting for us. He's going, come on, church. Come on, sons. Come on, daughters. Come on, come on, come on. I want you to come out from under, under that stuff that you've been under, and I want you to start to thrive. Because Jesus came to bring us abundant life, amen? And stuff will come at you. But it's like, well, what do we do with that? We fix our eyes on Jesus again. Because, because he is the author and the perfecter, the finisher. He is the one. We set our eyes upon Jesus again. We're in a time. We're in a time where Bundaberg is waiting for people to actually go, you know what? We've actually been hearing words about transformation. We've been hearing words about increase and acceleration. We've been hearing words. Well, then what am I going to do with it? That's the kind of time we're in. What do we do with that time? I think we probably get the understanding that part of this time is that God has been doing a deep work in people's hearts. God is doing a deep work, and I think that's why, you know, every time someone goes to speak on forgiveness, there's like a battle. When Julie Barwick had a message only like three weeks ago, when she actually, actually had a communion message on forgiveness. Do we, do we remember that? She immediately just came down with this migraine out of nowhere. She felt really sick, and, she just, and Gary took her home, and she was on her back for 24 hours. Jim comes to speak a message on forgiveness, all of a sudden he gets hit. Why? Because it's dealing with heart issues. The enemy doesn't want to see people freed. And I'm not trying to magnify him because he's under our feet. But we've got to understand that God is dealing with heart issues. Heart issues. And today, 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 you need to make a choice. Is there someone in your life you need to forgive? Is there stuff that you need to let go of? The, the, the vision that Brooke had of the rope. It's like God is tying stuff together. You know, the vision of the rope, it's like there's a rope that's been dangled out and you want to grab that rope, but you've, but you've got all this stuff in your hands. And I want to grab the rope. But I've got a lot of baggage and stuff that I need to get rid of. It's a choice. You know? I don't know about you, but it is so true. You become what you behold. And I, can't, and I can't stress this enough because the more you look at Jesus, the more of the things of this world, they grow strangely dim. You know that old chorus, that scripture in song, song, turn your eyes upon Jesus? It's actually biblical. It's actually really true. If you fix your eyes upon Jesus, the things of this world will start to go strangely dim. They won't have the hold on you that they used to have on you. It's really funny. It actually works. It actually works. But if you consume with the things of this world, Jesus grows strangely dim. Oh, Tim, will you just hurry up and finish this? whatever you're saying to me, because I've got a lunch on today and I just want to go home. I, I've got so many errands and I've got so many things at our house with, that need to be done. I've got so many jobs that need to be too. Tim, will you just stop talking, please? We laugh, but there's a bit of truth, isn't there? <laughs> just a little bit? It's a choice. The verse of scripture that I've been having in my spirit the last couple of weeks is multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. There's multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decisions in the book of Joel, isn't it? Guy? Sure, I think it's Joel. Someone turn to Joel. Who's, who's got their Bible? Just check. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. I had a, I had a feeling it's in Joel. But you know what? The worst place to stay is in that valley of indecision. 
that is the worst place to stay. Because you, when, you, when you don't say yes to Jesus, when you don't say yes to God, and you just go, mm, let me think about it, you know, it's actually a no. It is Joel, Woo, chapter 3. Yes. Okay, get into your word. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Someone took it the wrong way. <laughs> but the, the worst... The <laughs> the worst place you can stay is in that place of indecision. Because you miss the train. You miss the bus. There's the train again. The person blowing the whistle. Get on the train. Get on the train. Oh, I don't know. That means I have to give up something. You know, there's a cost involved to get on the train. Indecision is the worst place. And the more you stay in there, the more you get knotted up in your stomach. I've been ministering to some people of late and they're not here. They're actually not from Restoration Centre. But they're in this battle. And they know that God is calling them to break free of some of the stuff that they're a part of. And they go, I'll see you on Sunday. 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 And they just never show. It's that the battle is in the decision. And the and the, the stuff that's in front of them is just a lie. Just, just trying to hold them back. It's just like this chain that's trying to hold them back. But it's just a lie because Jesus has broken every chain. You don't need to be uh, entrapped by fear or anxiety or anything like that because, you know, because he is so good. Don't stay in the place of indecision. Make a decision for Jesus. Make a decision to grow. Make a decision to love someone. Make a decision to share with someone. You know what? I... I could be so bold to say this. I think if we all actually said, God, I want to invite someone to church. I, don't want, I want to invite someone. And if they say no the first time, I'm just going to keep ministering to them, but I'm going to invite them. I would be so bold to say that, we, that, that, that within the next 12 months, if we all did that, we would double or more in size. Because there are so many people out there. Yes, there's some people that are very anti-Jesus, but there's a lot of people out there that just need some hope in their life, and that name is Jesus. And so what stops us from going, hey, come to our home group. Hey, come over for a barbecue. Hey, come to church. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's a few weird people there, but we're all good, you know. We all love Jesus. We've all come from different backgrounds. We've all come from different places. We've, we've all come. You know, the thing that I love about Restoration Center, which is so unique, you know, and you make up that because each one of you is unique. You've come from completely different backgrounds, completely different areas, completely different denominations, but you love Jesus. And something happens when you start to love Jesus. You don't care about the, the denominational stuff. You don't care about the things that have separated people. You don't care about the things of like, you know, is it this or this or this? Or, you know, oh, well, I'm just going to leave that to God. He's going to work that out. I just want more of Jesus. Something happens when you put Jesus in the center and you make Jesus the focus. Something happens. Invite someone. I don't think I've got anything else to say.
I meant in this moment. <laughs> I got plenty to say. We just we we can just worship, I reckon. Hang on, people putting their hands up at me. Oh, let's worship. I'm really not sure what's happening right now. But I want to say this. I think Neil's, 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 Neil's looking at me as if he wants to say something. Um, but I want to say this. I want to say this. We are in a time and a season where God is actually calling us to make a stand. I don't know whether you've seen my little Facebook things that I put out every week. You know, like some of you are not on Facebook. But the Lord just keeps making them more and more pointed. And I'm going, oh, here we go. I'm going to get some backlash about this one. No, no, I'm not worried about it. But God is calling His church to stand. Amen? He's calling His people to stand. Stand for truth. Stand for righteousness. If you're struggling with a sin something in your life and you just keep going back to you know what Jesus has paid the price for that as well he can break every chain you know why don't you get some prayer why don't you get a mentor and be accountable to them why don't you see the chains broken Jesus breaks every chain he does this is a time when the Lord is looking for his people to rise but you know what that means we actually have to let go of some of the things of the world that we've got in our hands some things that are not really important. And I'm not saying you can't go on a holiday. I'm not saying, you know, it's not important to keep your home in good order and stuff. I'm not saying any of that. But we can, we can fill our lives with so much other stuff that in the end it's like, well, what does that really come to in the end? He wants us to get off the merry-go-round of life. And he wants us to walk the path of being a disciple of Jesus. Amen? Are you laughing at me because I'm talking again? And deal with stuff. Deal with stuff. Give stuff to Jesus. Deal with stuff. You know, He is so good. He is so good. He is so kind. He is so good. And, and you know, if there's stuff in here that you need to deal with, deal with it. Go to a brother or sister and say, will you pray with me? Will you stand with me? Will you help me? You Just look around at you. You've got so many people that are for you. Go deeper. There's always, a, there's always, there's always a deeper place. Just when you think like, oh yeah, I'm feeling, you know, it's like, whoa, there's a deeper place of intimacy. There's a deeper place of love. There's a deeper place of healing. There's a deeper place of wholeness. There's a deeper place. Amen. So there's two things. It's a two-pronged thing. It's a two-pronged thing. God is calling us to rise and he's calling us to stand and to actually be the answer to Bundaberg. We are going to keep praying that stuff, but we actually need to start doing that stuff. Yep. And at the same time, go deeper. That when we come in here to worship through a song, every single one of us is completely sold out to Jesus. And if you feel you need fresh hope, if you feel you need fresh, like refreshing in your heart, the answer is look to Jesus. 
The answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. You don't need 21 steps. You don't need the latest program. You don't need the latest method. You just simply need to turn your eyes upon Jesus. And the things of this earth will go strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. just want to take this opportunity to thank those that came yesterday. I tell you what, I was encouraged like I've never been encouraged before. I went along there to encourage others, but it actually had a reverse effect on me. One of the things that happened at the end of our workshop is that we had three teams and there was a time of each team being able to pray, seek the Lord to see something that we can do for our community. The three teams came back and shared what it was that God had showed them. And you know what? The three teams came back with exactly the same thing. And exactly the same thing is what we are already doing. A church with no walls. And it was encouraging because the workshop that God gave me 10 years ago became so relevant yesterday that there was people in the team yesterday that said, we need to take this out. We need to go out into our country areas and encourage our brothers and sisters out there. So the news that we have this morning is that we are going. We are going. And we're going to go out and we're going to bring refreshment and bring the Spirit of God into those places that are struggling and feeling a little bit downhearted. And that encouraged me so much, so much. And all I have to say is, as the people of